Shalom, and welcome to the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast, discovering the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith. And now, from beautiful Brandon, Florida, here are your hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. This is your co-host, Ryan Cabrera, and I'm in Studio A with Pastor Nick Plummer. Hey, Pastor Nick. It's so great to be here. It's the fall season. It is great to be here. We were supposed to be here on Tuesday. Today, we're recording this on Thursday. I've been a little under the weather, and if you can't tell by my super low, raspy voice this week, um, I'm uh, still carrying over some of the residuals from it, you know? But, uh, but we're excited. We're getting ready for the fall feasts. Uh, a couple of quick announcements. We're uh, in Teshuvah still. Um, we have uh, Yom Teruah coming up uh, this weekend. Sunday um, night. That's right. So uh, the 29th and 30th, so Saturday and Sunday, both, evening, or both days we'll be uh, celebrating... I'm sorry. The 29th is Sunday, correct? Sunday night. Yeah, Yom Teruah. Yeah, and then Thursday, and then Monday night of the 30th, we'll also be celebrating. Celebrating it as well. So, because, you know, here in the Dispor, we like to celebrate. And so we just get double. That's right. Keep celebrating it. Add another day. That's right. So, um, so if you guys want to come and join us on Sunday evening for our big Yom Teruah blowout, we're going to have a blowout on on the 29th in the evening at 6 o'clock. And again on Monday at 7 o'clock. So we would love to have you guys come on out uh, this week. It's actually New Moon service. Think about it. It is New Moon service. Well, Rosh Kodesh, which is your head of the month. seventh month on the first day. Right. The fall feast. And it's also called Rosh Hashanah, which is head of the year. That's right. Yeah. Um, which is the beginning of the civil yeah. year, the day when supposedly Adam was born. Um, six, oh, not when Adam was born. Yeah, I guess it's the day when Adam was born, 6,000 years ago or so 5780 years ago yeah give or take 160 on sunday night that's right in the jewish calendar so a lot of exciting stuff coming up we're coming up on the fall feast you know obviously 10 days later on october 9th um starting in the evening on the 8th uh we're having uh yom kippur um and and then obviously five days later we have next week we're doing mikvahs and that's right the second and the third next wednesday and thursday from 10 to 8 at the bowman's residential dwelling place uh, you can call the office for more information if you're local here or whatever. But yeah, we're going to be doing our yearly mikvahs. The mikvah pool will be wide open. And if you're not local and the water's calling you, go jump in. That's right. You know? This is uh, ceremonial law. It's really good, though. It, it, it works. It's incredible. Yeah, it's and something it, we keep doing every year. And, it, and, and check it, out Hebrews chapter 10, too, because it's all in context to the Day of Atonement. It says, washing your bodies in pure water. So we'll we, we'll get into that later. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it is probably worth a mention that mikvahs and baptisms are different. That's right. Baptism's a one-time event. Mikvah is a ceremonial cleansing. Right. To be and, totally immersed, yeah. Exactly. So. Change uh, the status. That's right. All right, moving on. Uh, we are do you, studying. Do you feel good enough to read, or do you want me to read? I feel great. Okay, then let's just bring it. Tell, tell us what the Torah portion is in the chapters. Okay, I can do that. So the Torah portion is Nitzavim, which means you are standing. It can be found in Deuteronomy 29, verse 10, through chapter 30 and verse 20. Um, and we are we are rolling right along. Yeah, so why don't you go ahead and read uh, Deuteronomy chapter 29, verses 10 through 15. This is called Covenant Renewal. Covenant Renewal. All right, so it says, Ye stand this day, all of you before the Lord your God, your captains of your tribes, your elders, your officers, with all the men of Israel, your little ones, your wives, and thy stranger that is in thy camp, from the hewer of thy wood unto the drawer of thy water, 
that thou shouldest enter into covenant with the Lord thy God and into his oath, which the Lord God maketh with thee this day, that he may establish thee today for a people unto himself, and that he may be unto thee a God, as he hath said unto thee, and as Abraham and he, as he has sworn unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Neither with you only do I make this covenant and this oath, but with him that standeth here with us this day before the Lord our God, and also with him who is not here with us this day. Wow. So wait, God makes the covenant with those that were there that day, and then also those, maybe, maybe even us, that weren't there this day? Torah is relevant for today, Ryan. This is a book of remembrance. Amen. A wow. book of remembrance. So once again, this is a covenant renewal, you know? And so we have, of course, seven groups of people that were present at the giving of Moses's words about the covenant. We have captains, elders, officers, all the men of Israel, little ones, wives, and strangers. And of course, the covenant was made to those that were standing with Moses at that day and to those that were not. That's Deuteronomy 29.15. It says, But with him that standeth here with us this day before the Lord our God, and also with him that is not here with us this day. So let's make it very clear. The Torah was never done away with. It's always teachings and instructions. And really, we don't have a new covenant, but a renewed covenant with Yeshua, you know? And so it all plays on each other they all they all play off each other and that's the cool thing you know and uh and so once again uh in jeremiah 31 and hebrews 8 it talks about after those days i will write my torah on minds and hearts and all will know me from the least to the greatest there'll be no need for anyone to teach the lord for they will all know me so once again uh if you are having torah on your mind and your heart, if you think torah is relevant for today you are definitely going to be a contrast to the culture uh, because we know that the lawless one is coming. The son of perdition is coming. And uh, and with that, we need a lawful people. We need lawful sons and daughters for the Lord. The interesting thing as a Christian with Torah, CWTs, listen up everybody. We have something in common with the Jewish people at this point. Now we know that the Jewish people don't recognize Jesus as the Messiah or as God. Uh, and they're blinded. The apostle Paul shares this with us in the book of Romans. But the bottom line is that we can actually sit down with the Jewish people as Christians and talk about the Torah portions. Now, I find it fascinating and incredible that we are actually on the same Torah portion as the Jewish people will be tomorrow night. Nitzavim, you are standing, will go into effect. And so we can talk about the Torah portion. We can talk about a lot of cool things. And so uh, just keep that in mind, how, how special you are to be listening to this particular podcast. You know, we're not Republicans, Democrats, liberal. We're not, you know, libertarians. We're, it's nothing like that. We are CWTs. We are Christians with Torah. So what, what we want to know is what's coming ahead? What should we be doing? How can we live this out? And he's given us the Holy Spirit, which is really, really cool. And so, like I said, you know, we have a question here, Ryan. I'll ask you, uh, why is the Torah important for all those that were not at Mount Sinai? Wow. Well, I mean, I think that we've done a hundred and, what is it, 15 episodes so far of, you would know. of why that's important, but I'm not going to go into all of that today. But um, if I had to choose for somebody, uh, I would say that um, when I first joined Beit Tehillah, we get a DVD in the welcome kit. 
and part of that DVD is is uh, kind of the vision of Bait Tehila, which is which is you speaking. You look like a much younger version of yourself. Yes, more hair, all this that good true. stuff. Yes, and um, and so you're preaching, and 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 it's a good preaching, by the way. And there's uh, an analogy in there that stuck with me, and the analogy was about bathrooms. And it's interesting because you know when somebody comes into a church or a restaurant or facility or anything like that and they need to use the restroom and you walk in and you say hey where's the restroom and somebody says yeah restrooms are cool yeah yeah uh-huh i don't know um yeah i like restrooms yeah yeah oh man you got to got to you know the lord provides restrooms it's great that he provides restrooms right those are that's awesome you know and and the person's like you know starting to squirm a little bit right like oh yeah but but I need to use the restroom now like where is it and they're like oh yeah no those are done away with <laughs> and and I know that sounds simple right because it's teachings and instructions or to point out as if by aiming the finger hey listen I'm not that, done yet you know so oh, so I'm let's sorry. say I, so I, so really what somebody mentioned that part as as the as the the head of the first impressions ministry here at Beit Tehila when somebody comes up and asks. Where's the bathroom? We usually point down the hall. We say, you know, if it's a, a male or a female. Yeah, down um, the hall to your left to, or right. Or to your left or to the right. Depending your sex. Exactly right. So um, that's Torah to me. Torah to me is down the hall on the left. It's simple. It's easy. It's black and white. It's not confusing. We don't need to overcomplicate it. God said, boys on the left, girls on the right. That's right. I mean, was it clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right? Here I am. Stuck, Stuck in, in the, the middle, middle with you. With you. <laughs> so, but that's that's that that's an illustration of how simple it is that within Christianity and circles, there's a movement called neo-relativism, which is what's right for you is right for you, and what's right for me is right for me, and it lacks the essence of absolute truth. And we know that there is absolute truth. Yeshua is the truth. He is the absolute truth. And so when we get away to making up our own ideas, now we're just back in the garden and we're eating from the tree of the knowledge and good and evil. And we may have been able to work our way over onto the good side of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but we're still in the wrong tree. The tree of the life is on the other side of the river. That's true. And and the Torah is part of that tree of life, right? It's the it's the mind of God. It's the teachings and instructions from our Father. It's it's loving instructions from a Father. Fathers don't give instructions to their children because they hate their children. They give instructions to their children because they love them. Parents that don't care let their kids do whatever the heck they want. And guess what? The kids do. And then you know somewhere along the line, it it ends up being you know to their detriment. And like I said, we can all have like an ideology, but but the fact remains, Ryan, it's, it's Torah is how we express our faith. You know, it's not about do's and don'ts. It's about the, the simplicity of the teachings and instructions, just like the dietary laws, what to eat, what not to eat. We follow those. You know, we understand it. You know, God tells us what to eat, what not to eat. He tells us what is clean and what is unclean, you know. Uh, just like with the feast days, he tells us what to celebrate. We don't have to celebrate pagan holidays. We have the freedom of our faith to celebrate his feast days. And by the way, uh, they will be celebrated when he comes to rule and reign. And so we're having an exciting time with this uh, Torah cycle and what the Father's doing and uh, just watching him work and the culture is the culture. People are going to do what they're going to do, you know. And so you, you have to remember that. Uh, if you can remember anything, remember that. Um, the Lord warned the people... Not to serve the gods of other nations. You know, uh, God wanted those people out of his land because they were wicked. He wants to put his people in the land. It's not like, well, I'm going to take these people out and bring my people in. My people will get with your people and they'll do lunch. 
and they'll do idolatry. <laughs> no, he wanted those people out because they were wicked. Remember that, you know, and it's all these ites, the Canaanites, the Jebusites, the the, the Heavites, you know. And so once again, uh, he did not want them to serve the gods of other nations. Um, and, and also the children of Israel would be sorely punished for committing the sin of idolatry. Yeah. They would be punished for committing the sin of idolatry. Once again, what is idolatry? Whatever you give your strength to, whatever you get your strength from. And as we close out chapter 29, it says in Deuteronomy 29, verse 29, the secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Deuteronomy 29, 29. Isn't that the most incredible thing? So think about all these things that have been revealed to you listening to this podcast, whether it's through uh, the Lord's inspiration, through your own reading of the scriptures. Maybe you're getting the word through this podcast. Maybe you're getting an insight uh, into the Torah portion that maybe you never had before, you know? Mm. And I, I believe that. Uh, but those things that are revealed belong to us and to our children. And that's why whatever my, my wife and I do, we want our children to follow. You know, it's a family affair. You know, when we do the Daniel fast, we, we want to all do it together. You know, we don't want to try to split it up or do it different times or this or that. And so uh, celebrating Shabbat, reading the Torah portions, you know, half the family doesn't read the New Testament and half, you know, family read the, the Old Testament or something. But the thing is, we're all on the same page. And so that's exciting. Any, any last thoughts on... on Deuteronomy chapter 29. Uh, yeah, actually, 29, 29 is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. And, uh, you know, here at Beit Tehillah, you know how every place has its own little culture, little stuff, right? Little catchphrases and stuff like that. See, around here oh, we yeah, got a few. Inside jokes. Yeah, a little insider stuff, you know. So, like, you know, once you get into to Hebrew roots and stuff, and, you know, you're no longer just going to, to regular church, but you're not a Jew. any, You know, you're just, you know, this person, you're a CWT, Christian with Torah. You know, you start to get some little inside jokes, and so like you say, shalomi, homie. You know. Oh yeah. Because we're Ephraim, we gotta That's we gotta it. spice it up, right? Oh, there's flavor. And then we've got come on somebody, come on somebody. And so uh, you know, when something's good, you know, you just gotta give it a like, slap the table yeah. or something and say, come on. How about you somebody. can't make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. But I got the best one, and the best one is live. What's, What's revealed. revealed. Okay. Boy, ain't that a revelation. Boy, it is. So Woo! much listen. So look, much so that I got a t shirt. You did. And so thank you. You know, what's funny about that is he got the t shirt from uh from somebody that got really excited about living what's revealed. I think it was you. It well <laughs> imagine that. I went and, it's and I like had like a light blue, it's nice. It is. I went and I had t shirts made that said live what's revealed on the front, and they had this verse, Deuteronomy twenty nine, twenty nine on the back. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but these things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this and law. you know, I, I like that, because here's the thing, that you brought that verse out. I was actually in the mall, where the kids are yelling and screaming in the play area. Oh, yeah. And I was actually making my way, to, and I was sitting down, and and all these kids are yelling and screaming, and the Holy Spirit's like, live what's revealed. Just just three words. Yeah. And I didn't put the children in there like you did. Yeah. It was just where I was. I didn't yeah. think the children had anything to do with it. But you brought that verse out, which is make, makes perfect sense that it belongs to us and to our children. You know, give them another opportunity, you know. That, that's the coolest thing. So let's uh, let's get into chapter 30. I got a little personal testimony about chapter 30. Let's, let's check it out. I'm going to get to read this. Uh, I'm going to read actually verses 1 through 8. This is God's promise remains constant. God's promise remains constant. 
Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 1, And it shall come to pass, when all these things are come upon thee, the blessing and the curse, which I have set before thee, and thou shalt call them to mind among all the nations, whither the Lord thy God hath driven thee. And shalt return unto the Lord thy God, and shalt obey his voice, according to all that I command thee this day, thou and thy children, with all thine heart and with all thy soul. That then, that then, oh, that then, the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity and have compassion upon thee and will return and gather thee from all the nations whither the Lord thy God hath scattered thee. If any of thine be driven out unto the outmost parts of heaven, from thence will the Lord thy God gather thee, and from thence will he fetch thee. And the Lord thy God will bring thee into the land which thy fathers possessed, and thou shalt possess it, and he will do thee good, and multiply thee above thy fathers. And the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart, and the heart of thy seed, to love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, that thou mayest live." And the Lord thy God will put all these curses upon thine enemies and on them that hate thee, which persecuted thee. And thou shalt return and obey the voice of the Lord and do all his commandments, which I command thee this day. Wow, and thou shalt return. Shub. Check that out. Shub. So if we break this chapter down at the very beginning, everyone, it makes perfect sense. We were not at Mount Sinai when the Torah was given. We were not there when Moses gave out these words before he was of course, taken by the Lord, uh, not able to go into the promised land. But it says that it shall come to pass when all these things are come upon thee, the blessing and the curse, this is the things that we're doing right, the things that we're doing wrong, which I have set before thee, and thou shalt call them to mind among all the nations. So we're in America, United States of America, among all the nations. We're in Brandon, Florida. This is where God has driven us. This is where he's speaking to us, is where we're at. We're in the diaspora. We're 6,000 miles away from the land of Israel. But it says, okay, you're bringing to mind the blessings of the curses. The only way that can happen, Ryan, is if he's writing Torah on your mind and your heart. I've, now, heard, I've heard that somewhere Verse before. 2, and shalt return, shub, right? That's teshuvah. That's the root word, yeah. Unto the Lord thy God, and, the, and obey his voice, according to all thy command this day. So what happens is now he's writing Torah on your mind. He's telling you what to eat, what not to eat, what to celebrate, what not to celebrate. He's telling you about his feast days. He's getting you into the word and the Torah. And it says here that, Obey his voice. You've got to obey his voice. Just like he'll tell you where to go to church. You know, the Lord showed me Beit Tehillah, you know. Uh, think about it. This is, this is cool, you know. It talks about thou and thy children with all thine heart and with all thy soul. So if the parents are coming back, the kids got to come back too. So for those of you listening to this podcast and you say, well, my children are grown. I'm a grandparent now. I have grandchildren. Well, the promise is to you and your children and your children's children. So it still goes into effect. Whatever's in you is in them. It just hasn't been activated yet. Remember that. And they're going to get that opportunity. Whether they do it or not, I don't know. But the promise is there. It's there like an incubator. It's there. So we'll see, you know, what they want to do. Because, you know, it's just important that you see that. Now, in verse 3, this is really cool. This is actually the rapture, the Hebrew rapture version. That then the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity, have compassion upon thee, and will return and gather thee from all the nations, whither the Lord thy God has scattered you. So if you're having Torah written in your minds and your hearts, and you know what the blessings are and the curses are, and you're coming back and, and you're doing this with all of your heart, and you're returning back to him, you're, you're listening to his voice, you're obeying him, he's coming for you. He's coming for you, you know? 
And, uh, and I, and I had that experience some time ago, you know, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. It's not like he's going to take me out like Enoch or something, but he's like, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. I'm your, I'm your father. I'm coming. I'm going, I'm going to gather you, you know, but, but it, it talks about in here some incredible things, you know, I mean, think about it, Ryan, this is actually happening right now. When we were at the hotel doing our Torah studies, because we didn't have a church, we were renting, uh, on the weekends for our Shabbat services. We had to go rent in like a, like a, like a hotel lobby, you know, with a ballroom or something, you know, like a rent a room at a hotel, uh, a meeting room, conference room. And I don't know the exact date, but we got Torah in 1999 in the fall. And that's the year my wife and I got married. And then of course, after that, she got pregnant and we had Josiah, but, uh, it had to have been either 2000 or 2001 because we were in the hotel and we opened up this portion, chapter 30. I remember opening it up, sitting there. And I guess I was helping to facilitate with my father-in-law. And it's like Rhema. It jumped off the pages, Ryan. Deuteronomy 30 verses 1 through 3. This has come to pass. Yeah. Now, the question is, we are still returning, us and our children. And wow, since that time, I only had one child. So it said children. And you have multiple children. I have multiple children. Pastor Russell has multiple children. We're actually seeing this take place. You know, we're seeing a generation that knows nothing but Torah or the Hebrew Roots Movement, yeah. and it's going to be their choice to follow it in their own faith. But I'm saying that all my children were—they grew up in this. I didn't try to win them over. They weren't teenagers. So, so when I think about this, Ryan, it's—it's uh, it's pretty pretty cool. You know, the two things the children of Israel were going to bring to mind was the blessing and the curse. The blessing and the curse. You know, it's like when you read the Torah, Ryan, you're like, man, I'm not doing this. Or, man, I'm doing this. So you're bringing it to mind. You're going over it. You know, well, I thought that was okay, you know, or this or that. Right. There's a lot of examples, you know. Well, there is. And it's interesting. And that's why it's called the return. Because here we are, right? A lot of us coming out of, um, you know, unbeknownst to us, some form of pagan idolatry. Um you know, wrapped in a in a, a an alternate religious cloth or whatever, and I, and, I'm, and I I use that language very loosely. We're coming out of the evangelicals, right? Because because when you're doing those things, you don't even know it. You're ignorant, right? It's just out of ignorance. You know, people have a good heart. They're serving the Lord. Many times they they bear great fruit um, in the kingdom and all those things. So I I I'm not a, a big proponent of of you know demeaning people that are are doing certain things, but you know, it's just like it says, and Ephraim smote his thigh, for he did bear the reproach of our, his youth. I mean, I bear the reproach of my youth, the stupid decisions that I made when I was younger. Or, uh, and I bear to mind to this day. I'm I'm in the diaspora, and I'm sitting here. And not only did we, have we read last week right about the blessings and curses uh, in Deuteronomy, literally, but I also have the I'm literally living a life with blessings. I have great blessings. We have children. That's right. We have a great community here, a great church, great friends that are you know, family uh, that love us. My parents live here locally in, in this community. I get to go home to a beautiful wife, and and we have a home and a roof over our head, and we have land. I have, I'm have i gainfully employed, right? Yeah, so I have all these chickens. blessings, right? But then at the you same... You still have chickens? Yeah, I do have chickens, yeah. There's chickens? I have chickens. Yeah, I, I sold the, eh, I sold the, the sheep. Um, down the river, which I don't know. I don't know if as a pastor you ever feel like selling the sheep, but you know, it is what it is. I got a lot to choose from. <laughs> what do you want? Anyways, that's a, that's a rabbit trail. Um, but at the same time, as I'm recalling the, the blessings, I'm also, you know, stressed out about all kinds of, of different stuff or, or bearing reproach of some, you know, bonehead decision that I made or, um, 
you know, or I'm dealing with the fact that I have to work, right? That's a curse that's on us, right? The fact that we have to toil in order to provide for our families, you know, or childbirth for, for women. So we're bearing to mind the blessings and the cursings today, right now. And this is what? We want to do what's right. 3,500 years later? Oh, yeah. 3,500 years ago. And so it's interesting. I will say this, that the more that I get into Torah, the more I see my life as falling on the blessed side. You know, and, and I think a lot of that is perspective, and a lot of that is is the reality of the blessings that I see. And appreciate what we have in my life. You know, even though you know people don't get Torah, you don't get to share it, or something happens in that regard, be happy for yourself. Take take it upon yourself to be happy for yourself. You know, because like I said, I mean, after the people would return and obey God's voice, He would turn their captivity and have compassion on them. God would gather them from all the nations where he scattered them. Deuteronomy 30, verse 3. You know, people say, well, Pastor, give me an example of obeying God's voice. Okay. I know in the scriptures it talks about the the restoration, regathering of the whole house of Israel. I know that somehow, some way, there has to be reconciliation between Jews and Gentiles. There has to be some form of reconciliation. Now, the cool thing was, after I started to get these emails and phone calls from Orthodox Jews from the land of Israel, actually, not from America, but from the land of Israel, they wanted to come visit and check us out and extend a hand of mutual respect, that they would respect our Christianity and we would respect their Judaism. And so I was like, you know, I knew this was going to happen. Judah approaches Joseph. Is it Vayigash? So. Vayigash. And he approached. The Lord just really told me, let the Jews come. His voice said, invite them, let them come, build a relationship with them. Build a relationship with them. There's nothing wrong with that, amen? They're not compromising their faith. We're not compromising our faith. But look what we have in common. We do the Shabbat. They do Shabbat. We do the Torah. They do the Torah. You know, I'm talking about those things. The dietary laws, we do the dietary laws. We keep the feast days. They keep the feast days. So we have all that in common. Before we even get to the topic of the Son of God or Yeshua, we have all that to do and discuss. So that's the coolest thing. Mm -hmm. So... um, the question is, what was the Lord going to give his people after gathering them? Now think about this, everybody. What was the Lord going to give his people after gathering them? Deuteronomy 30, verse 5. Uh, well, the, the land. The land, yeah. You want to read it? Go ahead. I was gonna Deuteronomy say the, 30, verse 5. The, Go ahead and read the it. The land which thy fathers possessed, and thou shalt possess it, and he will do thee good and multiply thee above thy fathers. I mean, that's a great verse. That there's, there's better for the next generation than there even is today. Wow. So, so once again, you know, it's all connected. Connect the dots. Three things are synonymous in the Bible. The people, the book, the Bible, and the land. So what do you think about that? That's incredible. And so once again, you know, here's another question that we had for discussion on Monday night. How are you returning back to God along with your family, Ryan? How are you returning back to God along with your family? So share some things that maybe you do as a family. That's a reflection of him writing Torah on your mind and your heart, where he scattered you, which is, of course, Brandon, Florida. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, first and foremost, I would say the Sabbath. Um, you know, the the whatever form of keeping the Sabbath, right, um, that, that we do, uh, that Friday nights with our families, when the sun goes down, it's Shabbat. And uh, Saturdays, we're here at Beit Tehillah. And it's just, it's, it's been that way. Um, we have not missed a Sabbath since we started. It's been, what, five years now? So, I mean, that, the Lord does a quick work. I mean, that's, that's quick obedience. It's become a lifestyle for us. Um, so, so that's one way that we're returning back to God, because 
I see that as this is his ways and keeping his ways is one of the ways that we, you know, are returning back to God. But I would also say that more than just that, um, it's, it's also the teaching of my children, um, sitting on, on, you know, Friday nights and reading, you know, the Torah portions and, and, uh, you know, we have young kids. So a lot of times we turn it into kind of Bible trivia. So I'll read a little bit and then we'll ask some questions to see if they're paying attention and stuff like that. And, um, you know, uh, the kids are getting to the point where they can read aloud, and so they they like to read and stuff like that. And I just got to tell you that there, I mean, there really isn't much more fulfilling than seeing my children be either more zealous or just have more innocent, amazing faith than I do. Because I mean, I feel like I love God, you know, and and I I I'm I'm part of Israel, right? I battle and and, and wrestle with God and wrestle with myself and my faith, um, and and I'm counting on the fact that I'm going to prevail. Uh, but but I when I see my children just having a leg up ahead of where where I was, and I think that you know even my parents would look at that and say, "Wow, that's amazing!" You know, look how far we brought it, and then you know our children have brought it even that much further. And then so I can only count that as good as it is now, man. My my kids are going to take it that next even further step further, and uh, and my goal is that I make it into the land with them. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's just being drawn to something, and it's not trying to figure it all out, everyone. I mean, think about it. It's not about trying to figure it all out, you know. And so the good news is, as we move on here in Deuteronomy 30 verse 7, the Lord was going to put all these curses upon Israel's enemies and those who hate them. So as we purpose in our heart to return back to God, we're blessed and we're cursed, us and our children, with all of our heart. He'll circumcise our heart. He'll bring us to to a good place. Think about it. He's going to take care of our enemies. We don't have to fear terrorism or anything like that. So anyway, um, let's see here. Um, I mean, that, that to me, that that's incredible. I mean, so I, I don't have anything to worry about. All I got to do is take care of myself, move forward. He'll take care of the rest, you know. And in Deuteronomy 30, verse 14, it says, But the word is very nigh unto thee in thy mouth and in thy heart, that thou mayest do it. Okay? So think about it. Torah is accessible. You can do it. It's, it's attainable. It's right there. You know, this is one of those things that you right there. only get from studying the Torah. And that's this idea that um, it's not about understanding the Torah. It's not about having a good grasp of the concept. And it's not about the spiritual application, right? He wants you to know it, study it, and understand all of those pieces, and have the spiritual application and the heart of it. And on top of all that, guess what he wants you to do? He wants you to do it. That's why there's so much in the Torah about do it. Like, hey, keep it and do it. Study it and do it. And it's always added in there as as the action of actually doing the commands. And that's something that... Um, you know, people, you know, within just, you know, your regular evangelical circles have, have kind of missed the boat on. Once again, everybody, I want you to think about this, okay? The bottom line, is, for those of you listening to this podcast, whether you're in Norway or or, or, or uh, John Hackett in Maine, I know you're listening, you're faithful. Listen, brother, this is an opportunity for you, okay? This is about your inheritance. How far do you want to go with God? How far do you want to go in believing for the promises? And so if he promises you the land... Why shouldn't the land be a part of your prayer life or in your heart? And for those of you that have never even been to the land of Israel, I know it's in you. He put it in you. It's in you. And at the right time, you will go. I've been blessed to go seven times. I love the land of Israel. I'm just drawn to it. 
Right now, we have a young girl that's 19 years old, Casey Anderson over there, and her life is being rocked and, sh and shocked and changed right now. And she's going to come back and bring that to her family and to this community, and nobody will be able to take that away from her. Okay, and for those of you that have been to the land of Israel, you know what I'm talking about. Right now, this Israel election is up in the air. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty, but we know who the King of Kings is and the Lord of Lords. Amen. We know who the Messiah is. And so he'll sort through all of that in these prophecies and eschatology. But, uh, you know, you got to be thinking about it. Even in Deuteronomy 30, verse 15, the four things, the four things that were set before the children of Israel was life, good, death, and evil. So let's choose life. Let's choose good. Because these are things that are set before us. There is evil. That's right. And there is death. I just thought a, a, a program advertisement for a show coming on TV, a, a show that's called, it's just called Evil. <laughs> that's the name of the show. Like hey, the you going to watch Evil tonight? Yeah, sure. I got Evil Inclination. I'm, I'm feeling it today. What's that one? Lucifer? There's another I one? I don't know. Yeah. But I'm just saying that it's all right there in front of us. Crazy. Make good choices. Blessed are they that, you know, hunger and thirst after righteousness. That means to want to do what is right. You know, and so God wants his people to choose life, yep. choose life. Listen, right now, there's a lot of chaos, even in our own government administration and Trump's cabinet and different things and, and everything, the, the House, the Senate, Supreme Court, whatever's going on here, the three branches of government, local governments, the governors all across the land. I'm just saying that, you know, there's, there's a lot of chaos, a lot of confusion. You know, they're eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, everyone. But we eat from the tree of life, Yeshua HaMashiach. He is the root of the olive tree. So choose life, you know. Uh, this stuff can get you down, especially if you're politically motivated. You know, I, I like, as I'm older, I like to watch WDU, PBS News and stuff. And there's just no commercials. And it's great, you know, you just listen to the news. You know, it's just straight up listen to what's going on. Uh, and of course, you know, the United Nations came together with all of these leaders right before the feast days. Interesting. The president of Iran, Turkey, they were all there. And uh, I don't go back and listen to those transcripts and what they were saying. And they were just blabbing, you know, about Israel and this and that and coming against the United States and the United nothing. I mean, United Nations. But like I said, you know, this is what's happening. The, the heathen rages. The nations are in a rage over his anointed one. And so this is what's happening. And those that follow him, which is us. So be productive. Be creative, you know. And uh, we have another question here. What two lessons can be learned from the Torah portion, Nitzavim, you are standing in Deuteronomy chapter 29, uh, verse 10 through chapter 30, verse 20, I would say this. Number one, based upon this particular Torah portion, Nitzavim, Torah is relevant for today, past, present, and future. Torah is relevant for those that were there, for those that were not there. Does everybody agree with that or disagree? Those of you listening would agree. Torah is relevant for today. And then you can expound and share. Well, look what the Torah says. We get to do this, this, and this. What is Torah supposed to do, Ryan? It's supposed to show us what sin is. That's right. But it's also teachings and instructions. Like we, we say, you know, where's the bathroom? And you point the way. It means that the Hebrew root word for Torah is yara, to point as if by aiming the finger. Last but not least, I, this is another thing I got. Number two, I have three words. Return, heart, and land. You know, we want to return. We have an ideology. We have information. We know how we want to practice our faith, but we can't, can't, but can we get our heart behind it, Ryan? It's a heart issue. That's why it even says, actually it says right here in, in Deuteronomy 30, verse 6, and this is verse 6 on down from chapter 30. Those first three verses are very important, but it says, and the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart and the heart of thy seed to love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul that thou mayest live. 
What does that mean to circumcise your heart? It means to cut away those things that are holding you back. Cutting away those things that are holding you back from your inheritance, from the Lord, from loving each other, from serving each other, from being productive or creative. He wants to circumcise your heart. It actually says he'll sprinkle clean water on us. It also says that he'll give us a new heart. So here it is, Ryan. What an incredible Torah portion. It's a vim, you know. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you being here, even though you don't feel well. But, you know, praise God, you know, the podcast must go on. That's right. The Torah must go on. The ancient path has been found. So keep Israel in your prayers. Keep even England in their in your prayers because, like I said, with the Brexit and all these things that are happening, you know, nationalism is making a comeback. The New World Order is taking some hits, and they're not happy with it. So uh, just like Make America Great Again, nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's true. You know, God was a nationalist. He's not an imperialist. God is a nationalist. He, he actually set borders. He said, Israel, here's your promised land. This is where you're going to dwell. Here's the dimensions. He didn't say, Israel, take over the world. He gave Pacific geographical landmarks and territories. And, and so, once again, he's not an imperialist. I do believe that God is a nationalist. Take that to the bank. I like Mawa. ching Mawa. Make America obedient again. <laughs> or, or something along those lines. Or Mala. Make America listen again. So happy Yom Teruah to all of you. Rosh Hashanah, happy uh, New Year. Apples yeah. and honey on Sunday night. Do it. Have yeah. fun. It'll be great. Yeah, may you and, have a very uh, sweet New and Year. And we appreciate all that you guys do in listening and spreading the word, you know. And like I said, if you if you get a chance to do some online giving on our website, that would be great as well, you know. It's been a little tight around here, but we're going to make it. Uh, coming out of the summer months into the fall season, the, a new chapter for us here as God is leading us and guiding us. And so we love you. We appreciate you. And we speak blessings over you. Yeah, and on that note... Um, I have been under the weather, but I did get your email, Karen. Uh, Karen Ramos is uh, one of our members here at Beit Tehila, and uh, her her son and daughter-in-law, Rich and Casey Ramos, are actually on their way to Alaska as we speak, and I hear they they set the road on fire on their way up there and uh, had some exciting turns of events. So if you guys are listening, uh, just know that we're praying for you guys and we love you. And Rich, I tried to text you, and so if you have my number, text me back because i think your number might have changed but uh karen ramos i did get your email thank you so much we love you too and uh and we love that you're listening and we love having you guys as part of our bait to Gila family here and so god bless you guys and um i want to just read the last two verses of the tour portion as we close here it says uh, i call heaven and earth to record what are you like just like rustling papers all day over here <laughs> Yeah, it's all good. I gotta go pick up the kids. He's gotta go pick up the kids. Look at him. So it says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life. And the length of thy days, that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. Praise God. Um, if you guys want to reach out to me, it's ryan at topraise.net, uh, where you can email me there. And uh, you can call the office at 813-654-2222. You can live stream us every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at thepraise.net or any of our social media platforms. God bless you guys. Have a great week.